So it's another Friday and welcome to another episode. I want to start today with one of my favorite passages from the book of Proverbs. <laughs> from the book of Proverbs, um, it says, When hope is delayed, the heart can despair. But when that which is desired comes to being, it is like a tree of life. And my next guest today symbolizes being patient while you're waiting and wait, being patient with a good attitude. Today's guest is Daniel Tetoklu. He is the producer of the morning show at TV3, New Day, which is the most watched talk show in Ghana. He's a creative. Anyway, so Daniel, let me start off by asking this question, right? What is your ultimate goal in life? And are you there yet? Um, my ultimate goal in life now is to be happy. And I think I'm not too there because there are things that sometimes affect me and then affect my happiness. But I know I'm going to get there. Okay, so now I'm curious because you said to be happy. So yeah. before that wasn't the goal. Before that wasn't the goal, you know, I, just like every other human being, you want to probably live in a mansion or sleep in a five bedroom house, drive a nice car and all that. But um, in December, I got sick. I was in the hospital and the doctor asked me to slow down. So it changed my whole perspective about Which life. Which time was this? Yeah. Did I know about this? I don't know if you know about it, but I was in the hospital. Like I was like, you almost died. Kind of. So the doctor asked me to. So the juju didn't work. What? The juju didn't work. <laughs> nah, it didn't work. So from that time, you know, my ultimate goal in life is just to be happy. Anything that makes me happy, and of course, but you shouldn't get me wrong because I think money is going to be part of the reasons why I'm going to be happy. So in as much as I want to be happy. I still want to work hard. I still want to drive in a nice car and all that. But all those things is towards my happiness, but not because I'll be able to see that. So I have this, or I have that. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm very surprised. I wasn't expecting that to be your answer. Yeah, I know. Because I, I, well, I know about the like the money, the business, and all of that. Yeah. Okay, so now let's backtrack for a, a bit before December, right? The, yeah. What was the goal exactly? So I think. Uh, was it third year in university? My main goal in life was to be one of the best producers in the world. And oh, you already did. Oh, in the world. Okay. Yeah, one of the best producers in the world. I didn't want to be the best, but I just wanted to be one of the best in the world. So I had it written on my bed, you know, with that sticker, because I I, I engaged one lady. She's a Nigerian, Jennifer, and she reads a lot. If you know me, you know I don't like reading that much. Everybody, so, no, no, don't say that much. So, you just don't like reading. So can you read then, this for me? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I I I, I had it conversation with jennifer and she was like you know everything is achievable but whatever you want to achieve you have to first visualize it then write it down then affirm it every day i was like okay let me try it so i just wrote it on a piece of paper and then stapled it to my bed and every day i see it okay i want to be one of the best producers in the world i want to be one of the best producers in the world and that's at the time i was writing that i didn't even know i could be a producer because i was in third year i wasn't really doing things for new uh let's say tv3 like that it was up until final year so I just wrote it because I felt then I was working with AY Cizala, I was working with you, I was working with Kevin. I felt like yeah, it was cool to be a producer. So yeah, that was it. And fast forward, I became a producer. So writing it down is very important so that yeah. you can see it. Yeah, I think it is because writing it down helped me a lot because I was just watching it. I didn't know. And I think the universe worked in my favor mm. because really I, I didn't know. I, I didn't see it coming because... You know, initially I was like, okay, I'm, I'm reading history and economics. I'm going to major in 
history. I actually wanted to major in economics, but they didn't allow because they said I should have changed it earlier. So I went to and I was like, okay, after history, what else? Then, okay, I'll go to the university, do my master's, get a scholarship and go. Then, so that was the plan. That was the plan to get a scholarship, leave Ghana and then say goodbye to Ghana. Fast forward, I got a scholarship, but I was to study in Russia. I was like, yo, I should go to Russia and learn history again. That's not something I want to do. So I turned the Russia scholarship down. Then I got a scholarship in the UK, but that was not 100%. Thank God it wasn't 100% because I wouldn't have been here. I would have probably gone to the UK to do my master's and I don't know what I would have been doing by now. So Yeah, I'm very surprised. I didn't know this about you. Like, yeah, actually, you actually... Because it's, it's not something I really wanted. Because at the point, all I wanted to do was filmmaking. And I wasn't really getting the scholarships for the UK and US because there weren't scholarships for filmmaking. I was getting scholarship for history, international relations, and all, but I was like, I know myself. I don't think I can sit down and read books for hours. So why don't I do something that involves creativity where I can just watch something and create something? I don't want to go and waste my time. And I think Nana and Sakwao played a critical role, um, Gifty Auntie's husband. So I had a conversation with him. I was like, yo, you can decide to go to the UK, but bear in mind that you may be frustrated, especially if you're not going with 100% scholarship. So I advise you stay back and do something you love because you may not get the funds you want. You may have to work extra hours. And I don't see you to be the type. So he said that I thought about it. I was like, okay, let me do something else. So I stayed back, did my national service as a TA. Then right after my national service, somewhere, somehow, I got employed into territory and I was employed as a producer. And funny thing was that when I was being interviewed, I wasn't being interviewed to become a producer. So I was in Kumasi, I just loved it. I bought my first camera then um, and, and finally, I think, because the guy that was supposed to be shooting for me kept tossing me you don't have to do this i don't have time blah 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 so i bought my own camera and i started shooting for spotlights tv3 spotlights then so i was just shooting enjoying myself like shooting and i had a girl who was editing for me Nina. but Nina was dating my then camera guy so the guy didn't like the fact that the guy the girl was coming to edit for me so she kept tossing me and all that so i was like okay you know i just have to learn it so i learned how to do the basic things on youtube so i was shooting and editing myself so i was doing this for a while whilst i was in school and whilst i was doing my national service i was still doing it covering news events for the kumasi office of tv3 so there was an opening and then uh, the then boss uh, Dunfer was like why don't you come in and then be our social media handler for kumasi so this way you get to do what you love and you get paid I was like, nah, I don't think I want to do it. I want to start my own company. I was like, nah, you should do it. I was like, okay. So I went for the interview and funny enough, I was interviewed by Joseph Warung, one of the best in Africa. You know? So when, in the interview, Mr. Warung asked me, like, what do I want to do? I was like, yeah, they said I should come and interview for social media. Yeah. Like, he asked me a few things about social media, which I answered. And says, looking at my CV, I've produced, uh, I was a segment producer for the morning show. And so what was I doing? I told him what I was doing. Then he asked me, he says, I said I've shot documentaries. So what are the type of shots? I mentioned it and I was very particular about saying one key thing because I happen to work with uh, a group of Italians and they always go like always keep your tripod around so when I was shooting it it was deliberate then I told Mr. Rungo that you know sometimes I watch the news and I see some of the shots they are shaky but I said good cameraman you have to always keep your tripod around so that some shots you have to be on the tripod, tripod to get 30 shots and the man just shook it I was like okay so why do you want to be in Kumasi with all this your talent? I'm going to move you to Accra to produce a morning show. I'm like, no, sir. I'm sorry, I'm not coming to Accra. 
so I'm sure you know then HR Joseph they called me with a dumb friend they tried to convince me like you know what you can come to Accra for like a year then after a year we can transfer you back to Kumase so that I can do what you love but it's been like how many years now? <laughs> it's been like it's been like five fucking years man <laughs> so yeah they tried to convince me to come to Accra but then I was really enjoying Kumase because I had my own car, my lecturer was giving me a car to drive, I had a nice apartment, everything was kind of okay. Even though, okay, it's not an apartment, it was a hostel, but I was the one in a room with everything there. And I had a car, you know, the whole school thing, because I was relatively young. So, finally, I decided to come to Accra for a year. I think I discussed it with you as well, and sorry, and if you were like, oh yeah, you can come for a while and all. So, that's it. And then I ended up on the morning show, and here I am today. It's quite impressive. Like I'm very surprised. Like I know you, but yeah. I've not like known you this way before. Yeah. So you actually agree in sacrificing for something that you believe in, because you wanted a scholarship. You got the scholarship. Yeah. But then you just chose to assess everything that was happening, and you decided staying here and choosing to do something that you were actually not very skilled in mm. was much better, much better option. Yeah, because I felt uh, then that I was still working towards getting better on what I was doing because I could skip classes to go and shoot. I would skip classes and go and edit. And one of my lecturers kind of encouraged me, uh, Dr. Daniel Uswansa, because he was like, you all should listen. You might think you're doing something serious with your life and all. But if I walk through the streets now, he was referring to himself. No one would recognize me. But Kujum Kansa Lewin, those were the days when Lewin was quite popular. He says if you should come here, I'm sure you all leave the class just to go and see him. So he kind of rang about that. So am I struggling to get a degree and all that and not do what I really love? Then he went on further to say that, but that doesn't mean you don't have to get educated. Get educated, but do what you love. And that's what is going to make you money. Wait, so this is what you love? I used to love this. You know, I, I, when, when I entered, I, I could do this for... I could do this and not end a salary and I was happy because I didn't have to set an alarm to come to work at dawn. But now yo, my alarm blows and I'm like, no. Nah. Not this again. <laughs> it's another Monday, man. I can't wait to Friday. So I'm oh, okay, so happy. your dreams change as you grow and you mature. Is that Yeah, I think and, and I think it works for everyone because growing up, when I was quite young, I wanted to be a bodyguard because I used to watch a lot of foreign movies and I see people in suits and dark shades and They'll be behind people. They don't and I'm just smile. looking at you like, <laughs> no, but you know, I, I used to have a broad chest, you know, and the fact that I didn't, I didn't like to smile, so I always want to keep a straight. Oh, face. that's actually true. Yeah, so I, I thought I could be a bodyguard, you know. So yeah, I wanted to be a bodyguard. Then along that, I was like, no, I want to be a lawyer because my uncle was taking all the family lands. So like, I want to be a lawyer so I could face my uncle, you know, take him to court and win the cases and all that. Then fast forward, I went to the university. Then after my first internship everything changed i wanted to be in the media and be a content creator you wanted to be a bodyguard yeah i actually wanted to be a bodyguard growing up it was quite funny because like i was saying i used to i like i i kind of liked it when i see people um behind people in suits and dark shades and all i thought it was cool as a kid then later on it changed and i wanted to be a lawyer because i felt my uncle was taking all our family lands so he's he takes that he takes that so i was like okay no then let me be a lawyer so i could take him to court and then win the cases and you know <laughs> i can acquire some of the family properties yeah so it's more like you don't have one purpose in life and your purpose can change is that what you're saying yeah i feel i feel 
Hi. Or would you say like you have one purpose in life, but then how you get to the purpose changes? No, uh, I, I think I think like like Bruce Lee. I don't know if it's, I'm guessing it, but there's something Lee, B. Lee once says that as human you have to take the form of water. Mm. So wherever you find yourself, you take the shape of that thing. So. I'm ready for life, I'm prepared, whatever happens. But my main aim, like I, I told you, was to be one of the best producers in the world. But all these things, and I feel being a lawyer or something is something that can come as I grow. I could still study law and all that. That's if I decide to change my ways and start reading more. I could still go to the law school and, read and become a lawyer. Yeah, so. <laughs> no. I'm just going to be honest. Like I'm mm. very impressed. With you. Oh, impressed! <laughs> and I'm really impressed with you because <laughs> you fool around a lot. But I didn't know like you actually like you know like the worth of sacrificing for. Like if you exert a certain pressure into something, mm. you're going to get yeah. the results that you want. And it's kind of impressive listening to you talk about how you've put a lot on hold in order to achieve a particular dream. Yeah. Now you said your your goal now. Mm. is to be happy yes to be happy isn't that a bit ambitious because see they would say happiness is relative mm. right and like you said there are certain things that you would need to yeah. be happy yeah right so why happiness is it happiness in the now or happiness in the future that you are aspiring to i mean i think i think happiness now because no one knows tomorrow and we are all not promised tomorrow so the little i have i try to make myself happy that's why I'm not, if you've really monitored or if you really notice, I, I don't really get moved by material things. I know a lot of people used to say that, oh, and then why do you keep using an Infinix phone and you have an iPhone? I, I don't let things like that move me. I don't really care about what I wear. But what I do is that if I have, like, say, 100 CDs and I can buy a cheap clothes for, say, 20 CDs, but I won't last, I'd rather buy, unless I can buy five clothes with the 20 CDs which are not original. I'd rather buy one hundred CDs original that I can wear and look good and feel good and be happy. So my happiness is now. I, I don't really focus a lot on materialistic things like, oh, okay, I need to drive in a Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, if I drive in a Mercedes-Benz, I'll be happy. But if I'm not having a Mercedes-Benz now, it doesn't mean I can't be happy because I can also drive. But then again, like I said in the beginning, and I'm going to repeat again, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to work hard to try and get Mercedes-Benz. But it's not like if I don't get a Mercedes-Benz, I'm not going to be happy. So I just want to be happy with the little things I have. If I have a small car, a small apartment, a small desk, I just want to be happy. So a friend visited me once and the person came to my room where I stay. You know, it's a three-bedroom house. So I don't use a hall. I don't use a hall. I don't use two of the bedrooms. I use one room. In the one room, I have my TV, my fridge. Like, I live as if I'm living in a single room, even though it's a three-bedroom apartment. So my orientation about life is quite, it's some way, but because I don't want to give myself pressure, okay, and I want to live big, and then the next moment, I don't have money, and then everyone knows I don't have money. So I'm the kind of person, if I have, if I, as I said, even if I have 50,000 CDs on me to blow, you won't know. If I have 10 CDs on me to blow, you will know, because- You always happen to tell me. No, but, I don't. I don't have fifty thousand. So <laughs> no, but like, like, like the point I'm making is that you, I'm you just yeah, you wouldn't really know if I have money or not. Mm. I, I will still go and then eat my zombo face. There are times if I want to buy like mango and wheat, I can go and buy. Sometimes I just go like, okay, I want to go and eat at Movin Peck. I just go there, buy the food, and go home. So, I just want to be happy. You're thirty now. Yeah, I think I'm somewhere in my thirties. <laughs> so, what did you learn since you clocked thirty? 
what would you say has been your biggest lesson or growth sparking when you turn 30? The biggest lesson? Hmm. I don't know because I maybe it's not something I've really I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't think of anything now that is a lesson but all that I can say is that I've, I've, I've come to learn that you know life is not how we see it to be and our happiness should be our priority we shouldn't care about what people think about us we shouldn't try to impress people we shouldn't try to live a life because we want someone to say that oh okay you have this so yeah that's when you're happy because a lot of people have things i don't have and i know they are not happy i i'm i'm privileged to have at least i've been in the same room with people who are classified as rich and okay in our society okay. i i was in in the same room with cheddar and the conversation we had when i left there i noticed actually there's more to life than you know wearing expensive clothes and driving expensive cars and staying in an expensive house i didn't even mention your name <laughs> you mentioned i did yeah you oh did. i did huh yeah right this has been a very mm-hmm. inspiring conversation <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you so much. All right, you're welcome.